0: podcasting the psa's you hear on miller and condon and iheart media des moines are presented in part by nick mick we take care of our own now here's miller and condon Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent, it's raining sideways in downtown Des Moines.
1: Yeah. That's sheets of rain, my friend. That got me thinking about the fields that uh, drain a little bit better for high school baseball tonight. Are you at one tonight? Dowling Catholic. uh, I've seen plenty of games that get pretty water-drenched there. Reminded me, sub-state game, oh, probably five, six years ago. We had lightning. We had delays. All the kids had to go into the school. And we just hung out in the press box and uh, continued and waited for the delay. But yeah, this does not look good. And if, at least back then, I remember Dowling does not drain the best. Makes uh, Maybe you <laughs> have to be looking at a schedule change. And the first place you always go in high school, baseball, when there's weather, Southeast spoke do they have a home game tonight? Because, what? Is that? Is that a good Well, because they game? have field turf. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. It makes it a lot, lot easier for them to Trent, you can out. hardly see across Grand. Isn't that Grand? Crazy. I mean, it just, is. Nuts! Absolutely Pouring nuts. Rain. Yeah,
0: uh, a couple of things. Uh, the, the the Alex Rodriguez J Lo Mets flirtation. Darren yeah. Ravelis is is, uh, is reporting it may get done. They they've reached out to a guy by the name of Mike Rapoli. You ever heard of him? Mike Rapoli. He's big into the horse game, but you know what he invented? I mean, this is talk, vitamin water. Should so he get, poured get himself it. a glass of water. Uh huh. He put some whatever, a little vitamin C in it. Uh huh. Marketed it, made, sold it to who did he sell it to? Coke or I one think of it's them? Coke, yeah. For billions or millions and millions of dollars. I mean, why can't this, it's the simplest things, yeah, right? right? Vitamin water of all the things, tap water with a little bit of I don't know vitamin C in it, put it in a bottle, and Easy Street for the rest of his life. You're still searching for that one. I still am searching. You for got that a one. lot of ideas. Yeah, you are an idea they, man. None of them haven't paid off. Few of them have. Mm, not to this extent that <laughs> to that very true very true
1: well uh, for people that are looking to get a payoff with their Iowa tickets this year yes that might not be coming no
0: i mean th- this is the uh, this is going to be how are they going to handle it? how are all schools going to handle it right a uh, vi- uh, uh, vitamin uh, iowa is uh, they've capped their tickets um they've said that uh, no more mm-hmm. they are going to buy the by the reading the press release nothing definitive in it yet but they just don't know how many people they're going to be able to put at Kinnick Stadium. They don't know if it's going to be 50%, 30%. We just don't know. Here's the thing. The virus is going to make up Barna's mind, everybody's mind. They're in charge. The virus is in charge. Yeah. We're, we're not.
1: No, And as much as we try to force what we want, what we want to see, mm-hmm. that's not the likely scenario there. It just, you know, this late in the week, Thursday, Friday, My. Thought process started to change as you From see, a positive to the negative, yeah. because those stories continue to come out. And then I had the thought: you know, the NBA seems the most buttoned up the way it's going to be, and you hear the continued concerns that are arising mm-hmm. there, and what what is happening on that level. How likely is it that we don't see the NBA and NHL come back? Do you, Do you, I mean there's a percentage? I what think is that percentage?
0: The percentage right now that that happens is fifty fifty at best.
1: 50-50, so. Either they will or they won't. Or that's yeah, what the I, true number I can't is. Go, I can't go any higher than that. Yeah. This is my point. I just see. I still put it at I don't know ten percent chance they don't come back. I just I look at the money aspect mm-hmm. of it, and that's why I continually these leagues, these organizations, these players, they can't afford. But not you know to where the NBA is coming back
0: in, right? They're coming back in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the state that has the most new cases on a daily basis over the last week. The quarantine bubble—what that's going to look like—and and, and so if one person leaves that bubble, mm-hmm. this is what happened at K State. The K State players came onto campus; everything was going well, and a couple of them went to a to a, a party on campus,
1: and boom—just like that—and it just ignites, mm-hmm. isn't it wild? It is. And and what you know, we know so much more than we did three months ago about this virus, but we still know so little about it too. And the way that in some people, in some populations. It does spread incredibly quickly, in and yeah. others... You know, remember the uh, Memorial Day down in the Lake of Ozarks and how... Right. Everything... One person got it. Right. And it was going to blow up, uh-huh. and we were going to basically have to cross Missouri off the list. Right. <laughs> nothing happened no. for all intents and purposes. You're 100% right. And then some kids go to a party across the state. Yeah. In, Ma- like, in Manhattan, Manhattan in Kansas, and boom. And everything blows up. It just And, and you're talking about younger people, mm-hmm. where... Yes, younger people, it doesn't hit them in the same way, but... I- The way this goes, the way it goes through, and you talked about herd immunity earlier, and I'm I'm obviously no doctor. I don't know. And maybe this is too dangerous to do, but there's a time where it comes in my head, just let everybody get it. Kind of like chicken pox. (laughs) Chicken pox parties, you know that's the thing now? No, where you get your kids together with another kid that has chicken pox, so they get it. Come on, because you don't want them to not get it until they're later in life, right? That's when it becomes incredibly dangerous. So yeah, have a chicken pox party. A couple of kids fine. get it. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's been going on for years because people want their kids to get it out of the way and get it and maybe do it during I, the summer. I've never heard of that before.
0: Chicken pox party. I mean I, I
1: know I have a, a COVID I was a kid. party now. That's a little scarier than chicken pox.
0: So. Yeah, just a tad. So well we'll we'll see. Obviously it's. um the NBA. How, how do you stay in?
1: I mean, the NBA is going to. This we're talking weeks, mm-hmm. weeks they're going to be in quarantine, and for some of them, months. Right. For teams that are continuing mm-hmm. and continuing to play, uh, for the ones that are just playing the end of the regular season and maybe a playoff game, that's it. They're out of there. But for the teams that are there week after week after mm-hmm. week, the other part is the people that are working there. You can't. I. I you can't have a person that's. Cleaning the dishes, a person that's making the food, and sorry, you can't go home. Right. It, it doesn't work that that for millionaire athletes. Right, right. Sure. You're making ten bucks an hour, and you. Yeah, right. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're you're a dishwasher mm-hmm. at the Disney resort, and sorry, uh, after your shift is done, just go up to this hotel room. Don't see anybody. Yeah. No, I had that thought this
0: weekend, Trent. When uh, Twitter got um, so depressing, quite honestly, he did. Yeah, it really did. It was one after another. One school, then another school, then a pro team, then this league. Uh, somebody was infected. Then they shut down Arizona and Florida spring training facilities for deep cleaning. I remind everybody they deep cleaning they deep cleaned all the Tyson plants. Mm-hmm. Deep cleaning. How did that go? Not well. What is deep cleaning? What does that mean? We don't know. No, we just don't. Darn well no. I do want to mention this because I saw it yesterday. I know there's a lot of baseball fans out there. Uh Major League Baseball tonight. I'm gonna to watch this. Jack Buck, the sounds of our the sounds I think the series is called Sounds of the Game on MLB Network. Oh, okay. and I didn't know about it until watching Griffey yesterday. Uh but Jack Buck is on tonight. Uh they're play they're replaying games that he called all afternoon apparently. Uh but there's a um a Jack Buck Sounds of the Game at six o'clock tonight, so I will watch that. So it's just one of the great voices. One of the great baseball voices of all times.
1: And taking us back a, a week ago during the McGuire and Sosa documentary. Yeah, and right. Him standing and tears in his eyes right. as he's watching McGuire hit that home run mm-hmm. and breaking the 61. And just what a cool moment mm-hmm. that was. Who was the twins? Who was the old? Um, Herb Carneal. Herb Carneal, yes. Every Carneal. team had one of those guys, yeah. right? I mean, most
0: teams had one of those old mm-hmm. school Been doing Ernie Harwell, of course. Yes, that 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 was. um, I met him at Lakeland. I met him. I interviewed him at Lakeland, Florida. I don't know when it was. Probably late '90s. But everybody had a lot of teams had one of those old school announcers that have been on with the team for for decades upon decades. Dodgers had one, by the way. Remember him? He's been gone a couple of years now. He wasn't bad bad either. Oh, Trent, 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 we've got to get some baseball. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman going to join the program next. We will pick Doc's brain, uh, the pros and cons of Iowa, the way that they did things, Eh, maybe bring that up a little bit. Uh, things regarding their uh, the way they handled the season tickets—they've now capped them. Uh, no more uh, season tickets being sold. Yeah, uh, you know, to your original point, what does this do for game day? Will you be able to sell your tickets outside a
1: stadium? Will that be allowed? It's it's still legal. Is there is there something that either the mayor, the university, can put in effect? But if you have a ticket, you can't stop that. The other part is paper tickets are going away. And this mm-hmm. is something that's been happening regardless of what event did you you're ever, talking did,
0: about. Did you save your ticket stubs when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: still got a ton of them and mm-hmm. uh, never done anything with them. They're right. just kind of sitting in a, in got a, a container. framed, but other yeah. than that, yeah. Probably what, Super Bowl? I got those three, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are the three. Those are the made ones mm-hmm. there. And those tickets look a little bit different, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that a non-conference game against Northern Illinois. Ripped. Right. <laughs> right. right, but that's going away, too, and... I'm sure it's easy, but one thing that I thought about... All right, so I got my ticket on here. Yeah. If you've been to Iowa City before for a game, you know how bad, even now, Wi-Fi and just getting a signal around there is. Uh-huh. And if you didn't save it, or you didn't put it and save it in, in your phone, but you can still bring it up, but you can't get to it. Does that mean oh. that... Oh. Yeah, you you can't get to it that way because, well, there's not enough Gs running around. Interesting. How is that going to work? And I never being, even thought of that. People are going to be standing there with their phone and say, I, I can't get a signal. Uh-huh. I can't show you my ticket because you don't have enough capability around Kinnick Stadium. <laughs> Interesting
0: take. Uh, but probably legit, right? Yes. Uh, Scott Dockerman next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO KXNO 106.org. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM.
2: Busted flat in batting Rouge, and heading for the trains, feeling nearly
1: faded as my jeans. Different choice. Doc Bobby diesel Oh,
0: Chris Just
1: before it. Rained. 84th birthday, I believe oh, today Happy birthday, Chris Kristoff <laughs> Is
0: this, a, all I have no idea me. what he sings Me he and an Bobby actor? I, took I think so, my I heart think so now Scott Dockerman joins the program We're out uh, way over the tips of our skis, down. Doc How are you? Good to talk to you
2: Christopherson, there. I'm doing well. How about y'all?
0: Doing pretty well. Did he not act? Was I don't know what shows he was in. he wasn't in that uh, Cannonball. Was that what the name of Smoking the Bandit? No, that wasn't Chris Christopherson, was it?
2: No, uh, no. He was in uh, Star Is Born with Barbara Streisand. Oh, in the early seventies. There you go. So, yeah, he did. He did some sporadic acting, but right. as a songwriter, and uh, I don't. I don't know that there's any better than him. He's as good as it gets.
0: Uh Scott Dockerman joins the program, doc. We'll get to something we have at least a little bit of a clue on. we think you know what you tweeted this earlier today and got me to click on it right away. The top one hundred songs sports song survey, and the reason I well clicked on it uh because right on the front of it was uh Whitney Houston singing the anthem um in was that Tampa Bay? I think it was Tampa bay right nineteen ninety one Super Bowl um boy oh boy that, that, every time i hear that song doc i it just the hair on the back of my neck stands up it was incredibly well done i think it's the best rendition of uh, of your national anthem i've ever heard it's it's just it uh, it does something to me doc she was so good
2: yeah and, and not only that but it matches the moment because of, yes. you know at that point we were right there at the at the edge of the uh, gulf war mm-hmm. so you know patriotism was high and Really matched the moment, and uh, you know, and then of course it led into a, a tremendous Super Bowl. But it was, it was very emotional at the time, and it, and it certainly hasn't, been, you know, de- from that in the last what almost thirty years.
0: That was wide right Super Bowl, right? Scott Norwood, was it not? Seems right,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I
0: thought. Yeah, twenty
2: nineteen Giants.
0: I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, wide right. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about the Belmont Stakes over the weekend. Uh, a caller alerted us that they still played New York, New York through an empty stadium. What about as uh, the players make their way out in Kinnick Stadium, nobody mm. there? Are they still going to play back and black as they're coming out on the field? Going to be eerie, especially if you know, media members are allowed in there. Nobody in the stands yet. Here comes the football team. Just day, game day operations, something that we haven't really talked about. That would look so much different if we don't have people inside the stadiums.
2: I guess that hasn't been at the forefront of anything I've thought about is, you know, what does the, the stadium, you know, what kind of music do they play on third down or whatever if, uh, <laughs> <I do. laughs> if nobody's in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I do think, I think you got to keep some degree of normalcy. Now, you know, granted, what, what you're alluding to is today, Iowa said it's going to, you know, press pause on selling some of its tickets. And, you know, after really coming back, going back on a what Gary Barta said just a couple of weeks ago that they're going to continue to sell. Um, you know, so I think, you know, in fact, I think we discussed that, that, yep. you know, Iowa state had one philosophy, Iowa had another, and, and it appears that Iowa state's philosophy um, is the more sound one, which uh, doesn't surprise me a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, yeah, as I think I mentioned that day that Jamie <laughs> Ballard is always on top of yep. everything and certainly is in this case, but, that said, I don't think I was going to have too many issues you know, with this. If it's 50%, you know, you're know, you still going to have a decent crowd. You're just still going to have a decent stadium. But if it's below that, if it's 25 or less, there's zero. Of course, it's going to be uh, in an environment that's going to be really hard to to, to really – Capture, I think, for everybody around there.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Scott Dockerman uh, is our guest. Uh, Doc, well, let's get to the. Um, uh, there was really nothing to report, right? The uh, on, on the. Um uh, on the investigation, if you want to call it that, that's going on uh, into uh, into Kirk Ferentz's program with the former players. It seems kind of that we're in a holding pattern until the uh, uh, the law firm that's been tasked to uh, do their independent investigation comes uh, back with their findings. It seems like it's not quite a down, might not be the best way to put it, but it, a holding pattern might be.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think right now there's. Until the, the investigation is complete, there's really no use in speculating as to what the penalties might be, what may happen, uh, because they're going to go through this. You know, they're hired to be very thorough and, and then the report goes straight to, uh, President Bruce Harold. So that means, uh, he'll get a first crack at it and then it'll filter out from there. And, uh, and Gary Barter did say last week that it's going to be weeks, not months. So, uh, you know what's that mean? Does that mean two weeks? Does that mean five weeks? I I don't know, but my guess is by the end of the of uh, July there's a regents meeting and everybody will be informed before that, and then I'm sure Bruce Harold will answer some questions. I don't think this is something that would help anybody if it stretches out into August and beyond, and and so I think they do want to wrap it up, but I think they can. I mean the the, the thoroughness of this investigation will be, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it'll it could still be thorough because it's not investigating it's it's investigating incidents but it's not crimes per se so i think that that's why this this could be wrapped up probably by the end of july
1: it's uh just such a different time as we go through this and normally we'd be talking about Depth chart, positions, yep. guys like that. that. That would be our summer conversations, and it is so different as as we go through it. Night games. Night, yeah, what what's going to be out there? What haven't they scheduled for kickoff time? Speaking of that, when are we going to find Oof. out? Are we going to find out? Week to week, maybe. Yeah, kickoff times for these games. What's the latest you're and there? I know you always do so much work, and you're at the forefront of the way the TV schedule comes out.
2: It's a good, it's a good question. It really is. Traditionally, this comes out in very late May, early June. Uh, we'll get the first three weeks, homecoming kickoff times, and then special game times, you know, usually like a, a Black Friday, which isn't happening this year. But uh so, you know, right now, I mean, like the Big Ten is, there's still discussion. It's about yanking the entire schedule and going to a 10-game schedule for the Big Ten. Wow. So, I mean, it's really still up in the air. I mean, it's weird, you know, two two and a half months ago, we kind of wondered if there'll be football at all. Probably two weeks ago, we thought that it was going to happen and everything was going to go fine. And now we're back to kind of, I don't know what's going to happen because we've had so many COVID positive tests uh, around uh, college campuses. So,
0: uh, you know,
2: I I think that the season will probably go on status quo. I don't think, you know, certainly there won't be full stadiums. And uh, as far as kickoff times go, I mean, I wonder if this will allow them to be a little bit more free because if We're talking about 30,000 people going to Kinnick or Jack Price or everywhere else versus, uh, you know, 70,000 or 60,000. You can kind of say, well, we don't care what the fans think because they're either going to show up or they're not. So uh, it's not as big of a deal as it was back when it was 70000 So who knows? Maybe they'll have a 9 o'clock kickoff in the morning or 9 o'clock kickoff at night. You know, just to accommodate TV because I think TV is – that's the only reason why they're probably going to have a season.
0: No question about it, Scott. Dockerman from The Athletic is our guest. Uh, Doc, so uh, you know, back to your 10 games for a second. And I'd heard the same thing, that that might be uh, on the table for this year. How would would they have to, I mean, how would they handle this, Doc? Would they completely, you know, forget about what we put out a couple of years ago. Hello? Here's the new schedule. Is that how they would do it, Scott? Do we lose? How it? would you do the game? Now, how would they, uh, would they completely gut the 2020 schedule that, as it stands now, and just start all over with it?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, my guess is they would probably try to leave the chunk of the games that are already scheduled. I mean, they already played nine Big Ten games. Right. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you know, hey, we're going to yank your non-cons and, and, and sub in one, you know, crossover game that wasn't on the schedule. That's probably the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. because if you scrap it, then you're kind of dealing with other things. But, uh, you know, again, you know, if you're Iowa, you'd be really mad about that because your first two games are against teams that are – Regional institutions in your state, right? You know, northern Northern Iowa definitely needs that check, and and Iowa, Iowa State is an emotional game. It matters. It matters to people. The outcome, uh, you know. Luckily, this year we probably won't be talking about the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so hope. we won't have to worry about that. So it's, uh, you know, I I don't know if that's going to end up flying. I, I I guess I just it's still really all up in the air. But that that was. It really matters for teams like Ohio State playing Oregon as opposed to Iowa playing Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa, or Iowa State.
1: Yeah, the, the way the schedule works out for Iowa this year, it, it is completely different. Doc, I, I know you've uh, put in plenty of FOIA requests uh, during your time. Have you taken a look at the way that the non-conference uh, schedules, are, the contracts are put out there in terms of if Iowa does have to cancel the UNI game, the Northern Illinois game, the Big Ten mandate comes down, we're doing conference only, is this an act of God? How this works out, and and what the payment would have to be, if anything, if those non-conference games are canceled?
2: Well, th- th- I think what they'll do is they'll reschedule them in the future and avoid having to pay a penalty. Uh, but you know, or maybe they would have to pay something up front, uh, you know, just to kind of poach it. It's, it's you know, because I think you and I, I want to say, is six fifty. I have those figures. I just don't have them in front of me right this mm-hmm. very second. Uh, but but I think that it's a it's a matter of you 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 know, you and I, they'll reschedule at some point, but uh, Northern I- Illinois is probably would be, but it probably wouldn't be until, like, 2027 or something like that. Uh, so, but it does fall under certain those certain categories where conference does take precedent over everything. That's certainly the case with Iowa State, for instance. Um, and, and not having the details right in front of me right this very second, I couldn't be able to tell you exactly if it's act of God or not.
0: Uh, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic is our guest. Uh, that's interesting, Doc, if they would add another crossover game. so they Because aren't Iowa's back-to-back-to-back weeks, or maybe there's a bye, but don't they have – isn't Michigan State, Penn State, and who am I missing? Michigan State uh, – and Ohio State. Uh, aren't they yeah. in uh, consecutive weeks as it sits right now?
2: Yeah, they are. They're in uh, weeks uh, – Michigan State at home, then at Ohio State, then at Penn State. So it's pretty – Challenging three-week span there and uh, early October, October third, tenth, and seventeenth. So where would they where would they put that other game? You know, my guess is, I mean, if you push back the start of the season, that takes out the first two weeks, which would be you and I and Iowa State. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then you have Minnesota on a Friday, and then you mm-hmm. have Northern Illinois. So probably the Northern Illinois week uh, would be the the one where you'd shoehorn somebody else from the other side. I guess if I was Iowa, I would.
0: I want Rutgers,
2: not, not, not Michigan. <laughs> right. you, know, yeah. you don't really want to go that for some right away, but no, I, I. But then again, we're we're totally speculating. I I just wonder if you know. I mean, I just don't think the Big Ten at this point could just say, "Yeah, everybody, scrap your schedules. We're starting over again." I think for teams that are playing out of market and out of region teams, I can understand that. And like again, Oregon, Ohio State. But for Iowa, there's no benefit in it. I mean, those are three bus trips for your opponent. Right? Um, There's just, you know, maybe maybe you just have a staggered schedule. I mean, this year's jacked up as it is. Let's just. Just roll with it
0: the way it goes. I, I would love to know, Doc, and I assume that the answer is there. This is happening that inside the Big Ten offices that that somebody is working on a contingency schedule that you know we'll never see the light of day. It oh, would be great if it was leaked, <laughs> if the, you know, if it was to be a ten game conference uh, uh, opponents only um who else who's who's everybody going to get i mean you would think if i was got ohio state penn state michigan state that's pretty salty that they would try and find a a maryland or a rutgers right would uh, would they weight it based on you know strength of schedule and try and make it a, a little bit equitable that way somebody's got to be no. doing this <laughs>
2: hmm. no way they're not doing that no they they've shown in the past they've struggled with that kind of a a lot with the kind of logic that it takes you know back when when they expanded i mean this is true when they expanded to to nebraska in 2011 they had to scrap those schedules and iowa was on a two-year break in in 09 and 10 with illinois then it was on another two-year break uh just because they were in different uh different divisions and then it then they missed another two-year period was the way it was going to go until they went east-west in 14. So they're not, they, you know, maybe there could be, they could be cognizant of it. Maybe they could ask for suggestions. But I just don't know that they're going to, you know, if they're trying to put together something that late, they're just going to say, okay, this date makes sense for this team because they have a buy or they have a non-conference opponent and we'll just move them around. And like you said, for, for Iowa, yeah, I'm sure they'd rather have a Rutgers than a Michigan, but. If that's what works, then, hey, you know what? They're going to get more viewers for Iowa. And then they will fire Rutgers anyway.
1: Good point. Doc, uh, of course, we had the football team now back for a couple of weeks as they're going through voluntary workouts. Basketball team got started last week, and more and more members of the athletic department, the uh, student-athletes, making their way back to Iowa City. We haven't seen anything officially in terms of number of COVID cases for a while, anything, quarantine, things like that. Have you heard anything, how things have gone as more and more athletes are making their way back on campus?
2: Yeah, I've heard, uh, and I don't have official numbers, but I've heard there's been a pretty good spike yeah. in COVID cases among mm-hmm. the football program, and a lot of players are in quarantine. Not really that dissimilar to what Kansas State just faced. So I don't know if, it's, uh, if they're going to start shutting down workouts the way they did at Kansas State or not, or if they're just going to try to limit the exposure here. But, yeah, there was a jump. I mean, a lot of players, well, you know what? They're college kids. I totally get it. And it would have been really hard for me to live three or four months without, you know, being social. And when I was their age, and I'm sure it's the same way for them. But uh, there has been a spike, no doubt about it. And I I don't have numbers. I mean, from what I've heard, it's right around 10 uh, so that's still pretty significant and I'd imagine it's probably like that on most campuses that are open
0: will they make that pub uh, that number public do you think scott I don't know um, you know they have so far mm-hmm. you know when they come in and they've tested and and
2: they've uh, you know last week you know when basketball came in and when basketball and some other staffers they made that number public so I imagine that you know once a week or so they seem to be doing that and if that's the case we'll probably find out uh, you know fairly soon i don't think They've been pretty transparent, so I wouldn't imagine they're going to hide those numbers.
0: What do you got going at the Athletic this week, Scott? We finally have uh, the Iowa State of the program Tomorrow,
2: right? Yeah. Uh, was, I had it scheduled a couple of weeks ago, but uh, everything that happened, I'm like, hey, we got to hold on to this for a minute. We don't know what's going to happen. And then uh, I have a story, um, kind of a massive story going next Monday, on uh, Alex Harris' time at Iowa. Oh, nice. That's good. Spent, I spent about six months on this, not exclusively, of course, but uh, you know several hours a week on this story. So it's finally down to the end stages, and yeah, it should come out early next week. Uh, Alex is uh, versus Forrest-Davishevsky, kind of a, mm. a feud that defined Iowa for all those years.
0: Never mind that bleep, here comes Mongo. <laughs> One of the great <laughs> lines of <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Scott Dockerman is, uh, joins us, Doc. That's tomorrow. Penn State's the uh, the team today, right, in the spotlight?
2: That is correct. Aubrey Snyder uh, wrote about Penn State. So that's kind of Iowa's permanent crossover, at least through 2021. So, uh, it's it's an important game for Iowa, and, and as the coaches have told me, that I uh, Penn State and Wisconsin are the two teams that they that their players really focus on the most. So Interesting. I think this, is a, this is an important one.
0: Well, that's some homework for me this afternoon. Thank you, Doc. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. You do the same, Scott Dockerman, from the Athletic, uh, joining us. So yeah, Iowa tomorrow. State of the program. Yeah, good. That's very good. Always mm-hmm. like those. And... I do too.
1: Getting that different perspective on it, that different thought, but as we know these teams well, but getting a different set of eyeballs uh-huh. is a lot of times a good thing. Somebody that isn't into it the same way that we are. its uh...
0: You know what, Trent? I, uh, as we said last week, we're just dying for these magazines, mm-hmm. right? These are going to be good. Um, shout out to, uh, his name is Jay Jordan at Cyclone Fanatic, I think. Do you read him? Really good breakdown, usually a couple of days after Iowa State games. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the, yes. Jay yes, Jordan, yes. Pretty yeah, sure.
0: Yep. Uh, he, he put out a pretty lengthy read uh, over the weekend on the Big 12. Oh, nice. Just some of the stuff you forget, oh, right? Absolutely. It's so good to have these primers. And Jay Jordan, thank you for what you did this
1: weekend. It was yeah, good reading I mean, on the Big 12. We know Max Duggan's back. We know right. Spencer Sanders is going to be there in Chuba at, at Oklahoma State. You know the names. You know mm-hmm. the quarterbacks for the most part, but but it's more than that. It, it is. And it's guys
0: that got hurt early in the yeah. year, like Wallace at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this this that team is loaded. That team is absolutely. But I'm we're on TCU and we're on the we're back in the right horse.
1: I'm I'm well in terms of odds, yes. Because right, odds wise, yes. I still I really like this. Oklahoma. you remember I was b- much bigger than most everybody last year in Okie State mm-hmm. during the summer, and maybe I was a year early to break through. Yeah. It, it's tough to break through. You were big on Texas last summer, and mm-hmm. I tried to get you to pull back all <laughs> summer long. You wouldn't do it. Time Ellinger went backwards last year. Let's let's start doing that again. What do you say? Find our teams, Trent, the ones I we love. I'm so all in on this, be, you have no idea. Be right, be wrong. I, I want to be wrong so many times on things just because Absolutely. it knows there's actually a game that I've been wrong about. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. Get it back going. Facebook, we get some good news today. NBA that, I thought we were going to get the baseball news yesterday. I, I did really too. did. I did, too. I thought it was going to be over the weekend. Father's mm-hmm. Day, here's a but They screwed nugget. up so many perfect things already yeah. that they could have July done. 4th, July 4th seemed pretty perfect, didn't they? There's it? an easy one. and They haven't been able to do it yet. They have to, right? What, they what's they the date they're to? talking now? Did I see July
0: 28th opening day? What I, day is that? 28th. That would be 17th.
1: It is a, a Tuesday? That can't be the day. Must Why be the 27th. 27th. I think I saw July 27th. Is that what it was? If you would have told me just a few weeks ago, July 27th would be the start of baseball. I would have called you nuts. Uh, July
0: 27th, a pretty important date to me. That was my fake ID. I was Tim Madden. July 27th, 1954. Tim Madden, huh? Tim Madden. 1954. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. I'm going into bars when I'm 14, and I'm, yeah, uh uh-huh, sure you are. You're you're 19? Yeah, right. Oh, Winnipeg. There's no pictures on ID back then. Nothing. Not a picture. This is a piece of paper. I'm old enough. See? I got this. I'm Tim Madden. Ask me anything. July 27, 1954. I have to remember to say happy birthday to Tim. That's great. Uh, Miller and Condon, time out. Come back. Finish up the program. Did you read that Randy Peterson's? Kind of um if everything hits the fan college football wise story this weekend. I mean I don't think it's gonna happen, but it was kind of a good read. I'll tell we'll tell you about talk yeah. about that when we come back. Miller and Condon, 18 minutes before noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 10 10- Hope Law Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Alright, final segment here on a Monday. Miller and Conn to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Travis Hines, uh, Ames Tribune, and of course with Gannett, this is published at, uh, Emily Reading at the Des Moines Register, uh, dot com. Uh, apparently tonight, the Story County Health Board is, uh, have their, um, board meeting. And one of the topics that is going to be a part of this board meeting, apparently, uh, is that the Story County Board of Health will consider imploring, imploring Iowa State to prohibit spectators at sporting events this fall.
1: Wow. I mean, that that is something certainly very substantial at the top and, and being part of something that they're going to talk about It's been a bad four or five days. It's been awful. (laughs) It's it's been really bad for us that want sports back and want it, obviously, to happen in a very safe light. But Mm -hmm. it felt like we were treading that way. It felt like the momentum continued to turn. Players were coming back to campus. Initially, there wasn't a whole lot. Some of these spikes we expected to see weren't there. And since Thursday, I think that's when it really started to, oh boy. Mm -hmm. And initially... Now one of my buddies well, gives me a hard was it, time. Thursday, Texas, was yes, it, right. Yeah. yeah, and he'd send in our group message another story, and I tell him to relax. Yeah, and now feeling like he's right. The saving grace: we're still over two months away from the start Fair of Fair point. point. Absolutely, and a lot can happen. A lot can change in two mm-hmm. months. I mean, go back two months from today, and where we were there in April, and, and what we didn't know compared to what we know today. So that's the positive. That is the hope. We're still. To, if this was. Games are starting this weekend. The freak out I could understand. Right. <laughs> Long time between now and the start of that, though.
0: Uh, no doubt about it. So, do you, I mean, we, we, I know the answer already. We have no ideas, but let me put out this. Yeah. Hypothesis. I mean, can, can the Story County Board of Health dictate what the university's. Procedures entailed I mean, I don't know.
1: You know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Going back to what mayors were able to do inside the state, and you know, there are mayors. I think Iowa City initially, when COVID was first there, you know, they wanted to have a lockdown, but it came from the state, I man, came from the governor's office. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that plays out, same thing here. Is a county able to supersede what's happening statewide? Talk about being over the tips of our skis. Really? <laughs> this yeah. is this is going down a road that. You just don't know, but if they're talking about it, maybe it's not something that they can put in writing, but it'll be a strong recommendation that'll come down from there, and and then you figure it out. But 30,000, nobody, right? half full, full. Well, you know it's not full anymore, at least in Iowa City for the time being. What a day, and just the way things shift. Every single moment, we're on the air for two hours. (laughs) Every single break, you got something new. You're going through Twitter, there's another angle, or something we didn't think about, or something we thought we knew and we didn't know. It just continues every single day.
0: Uh, did you have a chance to read Randy Peterson's piece at the Register to Cyhawk? Now, he doesn't think it's going to happen. No, no. And he came very early in his piece, he said. I don't think he wanted to lose the people that had clicked on it to read it." Um, is it unlikely? Yes. I think it's like the second paragraph. But his point is we just we don't know what the season's going to look like somebody's working on a, a an alternate schedule you know that oh, that's yes, happening yes, yeah. for not just non-con I mean just conference games an eight game schedule i mean there's every scenario i have to believe i want to believe uh is being
1: worked on in uh in boardrooms across all of these conferences well you think of the Big 10 with the 14 teams that you have it's a lot different than the Big 12 and the 10 teams that are in there but i'm sure somebody is putting together right now all right we're going to schedule an eight-game conference-only schedule, a ten-game conference-only schedule. What is the least amount of travel? Mm-hmm. What are the number of places that we can go? If there is a double dip, how would you set it up? Is it Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota? How about this
0: one, uh, uh, Minnesota, because Iowa plays them week three. Play them again at the end. Play them again at the end.
1: Well, and I think it's more likely that Iowa and Iowa State don't play as opposed to playing twice in a season. Yeah, this season. I, I agree with. Sadly, I
0: agree. you know, here is mean, what what's. You know how this game moves the needle like none other mm-hmm. in our state, right? I, I have a hard time believing RVTV is going to happen this year. Right. Right, yeah. Which is a big part of CyHawk yeah. week. I mean, what, what's the passion for this game going to be like?
1: Will it, will it be close? But <sighs> stadium's going to be half full at best? Right. And what that's going to lead to, the buildup about it. And then afterwards, say it is a game, 23-20 final, you know, I will lose this if we had a full stadium, right? Exactly. Or oh, the environment was terrible. We would have got you know that's going to happen. Yeah. Whatever is in place, or we had to bus over the day of. We couldn't bus over the night before and stay. Oh, I think that's going
0: to be a that, that's going to be a big part of college sports.
1: And then that excuse will be mm-hmm. there, on and on and on. It it's hmm. it adds these great little wrinkles to the game and the rivalry. It'll be ratcheted up to another level, and because. So many people aren't going to be there. you got even more people that are going to be looking for places to watch the game. And is it a sports bar? Is it with friends and family? Are you doing that route? Or is it just everybody at home alone and everyone's on Twitter yelling at each other there?
0: I wonder when the Story County Health Board has had a meeting that will get as much attention as this one's going to today. (laughs) Probably not very often. No, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this one tomorrow. You know what I want to talk about tomorrow? I kind of got into today's show a little bit more as we got into football. Yeah, You know, it's starting to... I don't know, maybe seem like we can touch it and feel it when we talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, we're at the end of June, for crying out loud. We were loud. talking
1: offensive line with Iowa State, yes. and my heart was full. Yes, right. I felt right. good talking about I'm that. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. So we should do that is, tomorrow. Is Hudson, is this the year finally breaks through? We've been hearing about this guy for three you years. Know. So you going to go out there this and start 12 his games year. and and be the stud that we've heard no, no, the last time. No, they're only years. playing 10 games. I'll only play 10 <laughs> games. <laughs> and then you bring me back down <laughs> to that level. Well, we got a yeah, change in the schedule for tonight. Oh, you've you've uh, you flexed high school baseball. By the way, have we shot off the fireworks yet? The fireworks. Oh, great call. I got it right here. Let's uh we'll, we'll do that in just a moment okay, right as right. we we wrap up all here. Right. But Dowling Catholic in West Des Moines Valley tonight has been postponed. Okay. No announcement when that's going to be made up currently, but that has been postponed. Also, Roosevelt tonight against North, that's also been postponed. Some games still on, so I'm going to do some work here. Still try to bring high school baseball. And Coach Hartman out at Southeast Polk, if you're listening, I will be calling <laughs> you here in about five minutes. And uh, see if you're going to have a spot for me out there. So who but does Southeast Polk have? Ankeny High. Okay, Have you seen them yet? I have not seen okay. the Hawks. They are... Very good preseason number two, mm-hmm. and of course Brody Breck and company on that one. So that is at least as of right now the place that I'm going to try to get to here for this evening. All right. Well, we will uh, cross our fingers. Well, what have you heard weatherwise? Because my phone says that the uh,
0: that this system's moving out.
1: Yes. And there's supposed to be another one that, a smaller front that's supposed to come through around 5 o'clock, which, of course, the start of the doubleheaders, which mm-hmm. might Oof. throw a wrinkle into things there. Not nearly what we saw here over the last, what, hour and a half, though, right. as it was pouring sideways. So that is the hope. We will keep up to date and a little bit different than doing a basketball or wrestling meet. These outdoor venues during the summertime, hmm. rainouts definitely do happen. Uh, speaking of basketball, <sighs> oh, what's that, Trent? There's the sound. Is that the Iowa call?
0: Fireworks Farm
1: sound? It is the Iowa Fireworks Farm sound. Give us a call right now. We've
0: got our caller already. Now, somebody jumped the gun because oh, the yeah. delay hasn't even happened yet. and Now he hung up. Now he's back. Uh, we have our callers. If, uh, if you're just hearing this, we do have our callers. Caller number one is going to take that down. Iowa Fireworks Farm. All the shows will be doing it this week. Final week of that promotion. All right, Murph and Andy, they'll uh, blow off the fireworks. Well... AD will at some point from 2 to 4. Fanatics at 4. Trent Scott High School baseball tonight. Fingers crossed. And then tomorrow morning, the morning rush at 6. We're Miller and Condon weekdays 10 to noon. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXO and 106.3.